Julian Edlow here for DraftKings. The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here. And DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. Conference tournaments, Final Four, to win it all, you name it, it's all available on the DK Sportsbook app. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code ROSS. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code ROSS. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccp.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort located in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario, bonus bets expire 160 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You're listening to DraftKings Network. It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker Football Podcast It is a Wisdom Wednesday presented as always by DraftKings. Of course, I'm Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman, five teams, seven years, pretty long time ago now, 2001 to 2008, 15 years ago, I retired and have not played football since. Miss it every day. The closest I can get to it is calling games for CBS and Westwood One and the Eagles and talking football every day with you guys, either here on the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, or the Fantasy Feast Podcast, or the Even Money Podcast, or the College Draft Podcast. So excited for today's guest for so many reasons. Number one, he was an awesome football player, like Hall of Fame caliber player, if it weren't for the injuries. I'm talking about Sean Merriman. Number two, he's doing some really cool things now off the field. And number three, One of the all-time great sack dances, sack celebrations, NFL history. You bet Sean and I are about to talk about that. I've been waiting to talk with him about that. I have not been waiting to get better at Spanish. You know why? Because of this trip. I'm going on with my family. Le esta gustando mi podcast? That means, are you liking my podcast? See? Boom. Nailed it. This is an unbelievable way to learn a language. Honestly, other than immersion and like being in the country or in the native language, this is the best way to learn a language. My daughters are loving it. The quick 10-minute lessons are incredible. And you can actually just look up like life situations, right? That you're actually going to be in and learn the language there. Here's a special limited time deal For you guys, my listeners, to get you started right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for you guys at babbel.com slash Ross. Again, 55% off at babbel.com slash Ross. So that's spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash Ross. Rules and restrictions may apply Huge fan 
of Babel and what they're doing for my daughters, helping them learn Spanish even better than they have been in school. It's Big Show time. The Big Show. So I have really been looking forward to this interview for a while, ever since we got it scheduled for a bunch of different reasons. Number one, really admired the way this guy played the game, just loved the way he went about it. Number two, he might have the sickest sack dance ever, and I've been Googling for two weeks, like, best sack dances. There's no good article on it, by the way, because I'm trying to remember some from back in the day. And then what's really cool is Sean started his own professional fighting MMA league that's doing really, really well. He's the great Sean Merriman. Check him out on social media, at Sean Merriman. You know, Sean with an E at the end. Unbelievable job. And I want I guess I want to start with the fighting stuff, Sean, because that's what you're doing now. And, like, who starts their own league? I mean, who starts their own, I don't even know what you call it, foundation? Um, but – you started it. I'm sure you put a lot of work into it, and it's really doing well. Yeah, man, it's um, it's crazy. Lights out, extreme fighting. Uh, you know, I launched it in 2019, and you know, I got into MMA myself because I was training back in the day. And uh, Jay Glazer and Randy Couture, my first day walking in the gym, uh, was just showing me better hand eye movement to hand you know hand eye coordination. Uh, and being able to use my hands as an outside linebacker. So I just initially just got into it for that reason, just to learn it. And I started to just develop a passion for it, man. And uh, every offseason, I trained with some of the best top MMA guys in the world. And so uh, they would come to the to the Chargers games. I would train with them during the offseason, man. So I launched Lights Out Extreme Fighting. Uh, we just had a huge, uh, big fight about three weeks ago on um, in, in L.A., it was live. We're on Fubo, Fubo TV. So you guys don't have Fubo. We're live on Fubo. We got a big one coming up July 2nd in San Diego. Uh, my first time going back to San Diego at the Saquon Casino. So uh, get your tickets at LightsOutXF.com, man. But this, honestly, man, I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to do anything else. You get what I'm saying? Because that what what we did on the field. I lived that dream. I, I played at the highest level. And then to get a chance to be around like these fighters, man, I, I don't, I don't think it's it's nothing else better that I would rather do. Yeah, you got to check it out. By the way, if anybody in San Diego, definitely go July twenty second. And obviously, Sean told you how you can watch it as well. So, he, man, I got a million questions. This is the way it always works for me. Um, so the first one is the MMA part. I'm sure you liked both aspects of it, but. Did you like more the technique part of it or more the ability to still inflict punishment on another person? And and I ask you that, Sean. I was just talking recently with Jordan Schultz, um, who, you know, who works for the score, a great insider. That's honestly what I miss the most about football. I mean, like, I miss the money, sure, and I miss like the guys. But to be honest with you, man, like I really liked hitting people, and trying to hurt them. I don't mean injure, but like the joy of knowing that they felt that. I mean, that I, I live, dude, for being, you know, freed up and pass pro and like, you know, I'm at center or guard or whatever and then going and hitting the guy in the ribs. Like, I think it's okay to say that. I think it's okay to admit that. So like literally the thing I miss the most about football is, is the violence like it's just so pure 
Um, it's so primal, and I think it's okay for us, like as men, to admit that we really enjoyed that part of it. I mean, I haven't played in forever now, but I miss it. You know, to, to be quite honest, that's why I started playing football from the start. Um, because of the violence and, and not too many people can do it. You know, we, we both came across people over our careers, especially early on, who wanted to play football, got their bell rung once or twice, and we ain't never see them again. Right. It's just it, they just wasn't built for it. Um, and so, yeah, though, transitioning into MMA, um, I can relate to a lot of these guys for the things for the things you just said. Actually being across from another person and want to inflict pain. And you're right, because people automatically is, uh, think of hurting somebody to trying to injure them, right? Trying to break a leg. No, no. Just lining up but being across from another human being and wanting to inflict pain on them and see if they quit after a while. Like that mentality um, really drew me to the sport of MMA. Um, and then I, I think on my side, even I still do train, I still do spar, you know, sometimes I'm headed down to L.A. at you know some point in time and I'll jump on an open match with some of these other fighters and, and I'll, do, I'll still get my, my fix in, what I like to call it. I'll still get my fix in. But I think more importantly, it's being around that, those same type of individuals that we've been around our entire careers and saying, oh, my, that, that person right there is a, is a dog. That person is, is nothing to play with. And I think the mentality of uh, these fighters in the sport is what keeps me young, keeps me feeling good, it keeps me competitive. Um, and so I just love it, man. I just like, I, I'm not lying. I would not want to do anything else. Yeah. I mean, that, the, those guys, I've heard stories. Those guys are crazy. I mean, they, their diets, their training. I'm unbelievably impressed by those guys. I'm curious, obviously we know about, you know, UFC and other stuff like that out there, Sean, why start your own and how is it different? Yeah, for one, you know, coming, making a transition from being in the NFL to this this sport, man, I've got an opportunity to be around some of the next biggest and up-and-coming superstars of the sport. You know, that's what we have. We have the next up-and-coming superstars. From our last fight that we just had a few weeks ago, we got uh, at least two, maybe even three people signing with the UFC that got UFC contracts now. Um, and so for me, that's saying, for one, we, we we're doing something right. Right. They, they value the competition and what we put together as a, as a promotion. Um, we broke into football sports top five most watched all time. This last fight behind their you know, other big programs they had. And so we're shown in Canada, France and Spain and cer- certain parts of the world. And so for me, it's, it's about, you know, kind of growing the lights out extreme fighting brand to uh, give a platform for these ex- next up and coming superstars. Like they, they're just there's not enough out there uh, to give these to give these guys that opportunity to be seen like we are, you know, and, and, and that to me is what makes us you know a lot different than what's going on out here. Um, UFC is a great um, organization. They've done. You know, they they made this industry what it is over the past, you know, 15, 20, they've been around for 30 years, but the last 15 years, they've opened the doors to make MMA in general a global phenomenon. And they, they, they've done a great job of that. But for me, um, you know, we, we got a lot of tech coming, fan engagement, data um, uh, things. We, we got betting that's going to be coming soon. That you'll be able to bet with us live uh, during watching Fubo. And so those little things that we are implementing to kind of separate ourselves from what everything else is going on out here. That is awesome, man. Absolutely awesome. Um, transitioning to, to football, because there's a couple things I got for you there. 
One is you had a really interesting career, right? Uh, came on the scene in a major way, fantastic. Took the NFL by storm. Then you, you had the injuries and never quite able to get back to where you were. I'm, I'm curious, what do you think when you think of your career? And just as an example, right? I played seven years, right? I think I got cut four times. And so I guess I feel like, Sean, I could look at it and say, man, if I didn't have that back surgery or hurt my neck, I could have done this. Or if this coach didn't get fired and I had started there, I could have done that. And and, and honestly, I, I choose to focus on the positives and just be thankful that I got a chance to stick around for seven years. Yours is interesting, though, because you're a first-round pick who got off to such a fast start. When you look back on the NFL, do you look back on it fondly or what could have been, or maybe both? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, that's a really good question, for one, because, you know, I did come on the scene so fast and really just had, you know, the NFL on their heels for a good for a good amount of time. And one thing that when you talk about positives, um, we, we know the talent level that's up in, in the NFL. And there's freaks of nature. There's, you know, crazy, crazy athletes. And for a certain period of time, I was able to call myself the best of what I did. Um, and I think that a lot of people would agree with that. Now, the unfortunate part is you look back on like, damn, man, if I didn't get hurt, because I do have those doubts, right? Like if I didn't get hurt, you know, I would have been getting my jacket right now. I would have been getting the gold jacket. Or if I didn't get hurt, maybe I would have had, you know, a ring or something. You know, you, you always have those things a little bit you think about. But I think when you get further away from the game, that eases up a little bit. Because when I, I did really beat myself up when I first retired, like, God damn, I, I'm retired. But, you know, I'll never really be mentioned up there with the greatest players, which is the Hall of Fame guys or the, cha- you know, guys that got a ring and those type of things. So when I first retired, that that did kick my ass a little bit. It sat in where it's like, damn, I, I could have done this. I, I should have been here. I think when you get further away from the game is when you um, you kind of look at everything different. Like, shit, man, I played on a team with uh, four Hall of Famers, right? Um and, and and with those four Hall of Famers, I got a chance to be mentioned up there in that caliber from the way we played. So I started looking at all the positives. But you're right, man. When I retired and, you know, you, you got that time set, the four, the, what, it was it four or five years removed from the game before you up for the Hall of Fame and, you know, start talking that. Um, I was in the room with, with Ray Lewis when he got his jacket. Uh, I was in the hotel room when they knocked on the door. And so you missed those times because you knew you, you, you had an uh, opportunity to be mentioned with some of the best. But I think that um, when you further you get away from the game, you just appreciate the time that you did have to, to be able to do it at a high level. When you're checking out the next Lights Out Extreme Fighting event, July 22nd, make sure you grab some Labatt Blue Lights. Absolutely love them. Best thing to drink with your family and friends when you're doing whatever, including watching a fight on Fubo. Always enjoy responsibly beer. Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. It's interesting, Sean, because for a guy like me, I know you would have wanted to play longer and not got hurt ever, but like you were like the best for three years and you got hurt and it happens, right? Like, I start, you know, I was starting a lot of games, so I had back surgery. If you did it for three more years or five more years or whatever, as a former player, it really wouldn't change how I look at your career. You know what I mean? Like, 
Like you, you, you were that good. You did it right. Like now you didn't do it as long as some other guys because you got hurt before they did. But like that happened. I mean, it happened to me a couple. Of, I mean, I, I hurt my neck on the wedge against the Ravens. Herniated disc, bruised my spinal cord. That's what ended my career. So like, it happens. Um, but you have more so than even some Hall of Fame guys. You have you have a legacy, dude, that people will remember forever. And it's the lights out sack dance, which, dude, that was so sweet. For, you got to tell me, first of all, what was the origin of that? So uh, my sophomore year, I knocked out four guys in one game uh, in high school. And after that game, people started calling me lights out. And so I went home and I begged my mom to let me get a lights out tattoo on my right forearm. Uh, yeah, the first like week, she told me to get the hell out of the room, leave her alone. I just kept bothering her. She finally let me get this lights out tattoo. And uh, my first big hit that I had, it was at my freshman year at the University of Maryland. We were live on ESPN. We were playing Georgia Tech, wide receiver coming across the, the middle of the field. I hit him, laid him on his back, and I got up to flip the, the lights out switch that's on my right forearm for, for lights out because it's a hand here with the lights out tattoo. And so it wasn't really planned for this to happen, but the crowd got louder when I started to do that. And then I started to kind of jump a little bit with it. And so that's how it it stayed. And, you know, you can't celebrate too much in college. So I kind of toned it down. My coach was pissed off, told me I don't ever do it again. And when I got to the NFL, you know, NFL, you can, everything's good. So that's when I kind of went crazy with it and, uh, and kept it around. But for me, man, it was it was um, it was it was super unique because it was really built out of emotion, a big hit, a sack or something like that. And our fans loved it. And every stadium we played in absolutely, absolutely hated my ass. They I mean, they hated it. They didn't want me to do it. I would have offensive coordinators coming up to me before the game telling me you ain't doing that lights out dance today. I mean, they all hated it. And, and it was that was probably the best part about it. What I loved about it was just the passion and the energy with which you did. It actually reminded me a little bit of a guy I played against more than than you, which was Junior Seau. Like Seau, the late great junior, I'm sure you know very well, um, just so much passion, energy when he would make a play and, and, and do his. Yours, like when you were cranking it up, man, I mean – it was awesome. So I, I got to ask you, because I was thinking about this a lot. Who are some of the other sack dances uh, that stand out to you? Like, wh- what other ones have you seen over the years where you're like, oh, yeah, man, that that one was legit. That one. Because I think yours like is like a top five all-time sack dance. Um. I, I would I would say mine was the best, I, and I don't normally I don't normally you know pat myself on the back so much, but when it comes to sack dances, I would I would have to say mine's the best. But I think number two would be Jared Allen. Um, I, when he when he did that damn uh, roping them up, and then he did that. I mean, it pissed us off so much, especially getting a sack didn't bother me so much when he did that. It bothered me when he scored. It, like when he did that, when he scored, that pissed me off more than the sack dance because you know Jared was going to get a sack. Um, I think uh, I used to love Joey Porter's kick. You know, Joey Porter had this had the kick uh, back in the day of the sack. Uh, Demarcus Ware, the 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 when he slammed on the uh, the ground, I think that was that was big. So 
Yeah, there's a there's a couple out there, man. But it's you know you have to really think about it. I think I think there were mine. It actually made people want like watching, and I and I would know because my family and you know I had friends on other teams, and they had kids, and they their kids was doing you know the lights out dance. I remember Ray Lewis was telling we played them his kids, everybody's doing the lights out dance and stuff at home. And so that was like my my purpose on being. There. I wanted people at home or somebody's watching the game. They they wanted to get up and do the lights out dance. And um, I remember seeing Clay Matthews do it when he was at USC. He got a flag for it one time on a big sack. And it was it was a time, man, where I, I believe that that was one of one of the biggest things in in football. There's no question. It's funny because I was trying to think like back in the day, like when I was young. I remember well, way back in the day, Mark Gastineau used to have a dance yes. and then uh i remember for the packers tim harris would shoot the guns after he did it that was awesome um i think neil smith maybe the d lineman for the chiefs did he do a home run yeah he yeah, yeah. Run, his yeah home run was pretty sweet who did that who started the motorcycle was that chubb or van noy like it's, it's um, similar to yours but it's like they start to like ride a motorcycle you know what i mean yeah I, yeah i think it was van noy um anyway dude so you gotta tell me this um how often do people bring that up to you or do it in front of you or ask you to do it like is it still awesome or is it almost annoying no man it's it's cool because i I still see it all the time i was um i was in miami about a about two months ago man i was walking uh walking on the street going going to a restaurant and a car had pulled up fast right next to us all windows down it had about four or five people in the car two in the front three in the back and the windows are down the next thing you know they pulled up damn near on the curve and they all reached out the window and started doing that and uh it, it was it, it was cool I, i'm not gonna lie to you it was it was pretty damn cool to see that and um you know these these, these look like they were you know in their early 20s and they probably were 12 13 years old watching me play when they were kids that is awesome man absolutely love it Here's what everybody needs to do now. Make sure you're following Sean on social media. That way you always know what he's up to. At Sean Merriman, Sean with an E. And then you can also follow Lights Out, XF, Extreme Fighting. They got a fight coming up July 22nd back in San Diego where it all started. Awesome job, Sean. Keep up the great work. Thanks for coming on the show. You got it, my man. Thanks for having me. Sean is awesome. Awesome. Uh, I really enjoyed that. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it as much as I did. Love seeing him do some of the things off the field that he's doing. You know, I mentioned this, by the way, on Monday. I'll mention it again. As you guys are listening or watching this, I am now on that vacation. So there's no tux takes today or tomorrow or Monday because I don't even know as you listen or watch this, youtube.com slash NFL, I don't even know if I have Wi-Fi or cell service where I'm going with my family. So, no tux takes, but if anything big happened yesterday on 4th of July, we will certainly get to it next week when I am back uh, among all of you guys. In the meantime, you need to sign up for Best Ball DraftKings. A couple different reasons. Number one, because it's awesome. Number two... That could be your sponsor confirmation to get into the July best ball draft with me and Joe Dolan. Take advantage of any of the sponsors, including DraftKings best ball, 
to get in the best ball draft for July against me and Joe. All you have to do is head to the DraftKings app, sign up with code Ross, and start playing best ball today. Join the DraftKings $10 million best ball tournament, and you'll get your first entry back in DraftKings dollars only on DraftKings with code Ross. Let's get to an email, Jack. Ever wanted to ask an NFL player a question? Well, here's your chance. It's time to ask Ross. Email address is ross at rostucker.com. Absolutely love your emails. Take advantage of a sponsor. Shoot me an email. What do you got? This is from Greg Mink. Greg says, Ross, I'm a huge admirer of your broadcasting as an analyst, but also a local Delco guy, so we hear you on WIP in your retailer spots. I heard your commentary yesterday about high school football compared to club sports and about the sense of community. I'm actually a 20-plus year coach at Garnet Valley and recently split time between coaching and doing the analysis on our stream broadcast and admire the style and how you try to emulate what you do. Your use of humor, honesty, and stories about yourself when you played makes your game so enjoyable to watch and listen to. Keep up the great work, and thanks for the shout-out about Garnet Valley and Perk Valley and how the communities rally. Truer words have never been spoken. Greg. Wow, Greg, you just kind of gave me chills. Um, I think we were talking on WIP one time about, you know, how big a deal club sports are, you know, in non-football sports, and I just talked about you know, there's just something special about the scholastic aspect of high school sports in Pennsylvania and the sense of community that they create. So that's awesome that he remembered that and sent me that. Good luck next year, Greg. It'll be here before you know it. Speaking of being here before you know it, you can get the Fantasy Feast with Joe Dolan today. Tomorrow, Greg Cosell wrapping up our awesome series with the NFC West. I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feasts, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found. Nope, not quite done yet. Got to make sure you guys know MyFrontPageStory.com. By far the best gift you can get anybody. You can also go to Pizza Boy Brewing or Sportaculture or HumanHeadNYC.com. SteakhouseSports.com, Go-Bangles.com, Evergreen Economics, or BackOfficeScheduler.com.